Willkommen il Artukas Numer Ninchan. Was that terrible, Alina? No, I, I heard Ninchan. So I got one thing, I've got a number right. Well, at least, yeah, at least that. Keep going. Well, well, I was, yeah, well that, that was literally the, the welcome to Artukas number 19 was what I tried to say there. Um, okay. Willkommen il Artukas Numer Ninchan. It's terrible, isn't it? You can tell me it's terrible. <laughs> no, it was, not, it was not awful. It could have been better, obviously, but it was oh, yeah. pretty good. Number nineteen. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, could you say, could you say, welcome to Articast number nineteen for us? And what is the third word, Articast? So it's it's, it's Articast, which is just the name of the podcast. Ah, Articast. Welcome in the Articast number nineteen. Perfect. Well, what I was oh, trying to say, you. everyone, was, was the introduction. Um, and who we have today is we have Alina of Farm Life, Farm Life Iceland. She's a bit of a social media celebrity. So if you want to say hello there, Polina. <coughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about all things Iceland, all things farming in Iceland. Um, and I very much look forward to it. For those of you that are big fans of sheep, and in particular quite cute sheep, because I think Icelandic sheep are very much under that bracket, yeah. uh, I'm sure you either follow Polina already, or if you don't, make sure to do so. Um, so it's Farm Life Iceland on Instagram. Um, it is just an album of cute photos. An album of cuteness is what it basically is. But I'm sure there's a lot more behind the camera. Uh, so we'd like to quite, quite like to get into that. Um, we are just talking before. Uh, Paulina was saying that she has been in Scotland at one point in her life, but uh, could you just tell us a bit about yourself, Paulina, where in Iceland you come from, and just a bit of background on you. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I am 30 years old, and I, I grew up on a farm in South Iceland, about an hour from the capital Reykjavik, and yeah, my parents aren't farmers but my uncles are and my mom grew up on a farm and my parents built a house on that farm so they do other things but you know I, I grew up in that environment so I've always helped out as much as I can you know gotten responsibilities as I grew and as I could handle them so yeah I have that sort of farming background but also I have traveled a lot and my parents took me and my brother to Scotland when we were when when I, when I was ten in two thousand and one, and sent us to primary school. My my mom was doing some work with Scottish national Scottish natural heritage. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah, of course you do. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> so we was doing some work with them, and we just all decided to go to Scotland and allowing me and my brother to, you know, go to school there and see what life is like in another country. And yeah, I studied psychology, have a master's degree in psychology. So I've been splitting my life between Reykjavik and the farm since I was 16, because I had to move to Reykjavik to continue my study. Yeah. So that's still what I do. Excellent. So um, first off, how did you enjoy Scotland? have to ask I loved it I loved it we're planning to go back next June we've obviously been a few times since we were there but it's been a while now and I'm very excited to go back 
and visit that little village we lived in and just travel around the country. Yeah, it's a pretty country, yeah. really. Um, yeah. Probably haven't done enough traveling around it myself, to be honest, embarrassingly. Um, <laughs> you mentioned you've done a bit of traveling. Where have you traveled yourself? Um, well, when I, when I was 20, I moved to Paris for a, like half a year to, to study a little French, and I was an au pair. And then I went around the world with my best friend and I, we spent a month in Togo in Africa um, working at a children's home. And then we did the usual, you know, went to Thailand, traveled around Thailand for two months. And then we went to uh, the US and road tripped a bit for three weeks. And then last year, well, yeah, 2020, Great years of traveling, obviously. <laughs> and January, <laughs> my girlfriend and I, we planned a, a four-month tri trip um, that turned out to be a two-month trip, obviously, with everything that happened. <laughs> but we managed to visit um, Bali, Australia, New, New Zealand, and Taiwan before we had to, you know, run yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> And so those, those have been my you know, major trips, but I've also traveled a, a lot around Europe. And yeah, that's about it. Have you done any standout favorites? Uh, New Zealand. Everyone's I really, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed traveling around there. And I got to visit a few farms, which was a lot of fun. Obviously everything there is quite different from Iceland. And I also loved Australia and yeah, I like Never. most of the places that I've been to. Yeah, it's, it's, seeing the world's amazing. I say amazing as if I've done it. I haven't done it. It must be, and I probably should, to be honest. Is, um, yeah. is your girlfriend, uh, does she enjoy the farm? Yeah, well, she she is, well, not, I was going to say born and bred in Reykjavik, but that's not true because she was born in, America and she okay. lives in the UK but after that she's born and bred in Reykjavik so this is a new reality to her but she's been learning a lot and she enjoys it and she comes there often and helps out and just hangs out so this is a whole new world for her really but I, I enjoy you know showing her everything that there is at the farm. Yeah it's, it's quite fun I mean my, my girlfriend never been in the farm before uh, she was on ours and it's quite fun sort of showing it and it, someone seeing yeah. a totally new world is it's cool. Um, yeah. You, you said you went to uni uh, to study psychology. So was that all done in Reykjavik? Or I've probably butchered yeah. that name as well. But, uh. um, well, when I was 16, I wanted to go to, uh, well, the next step above primary school in Iceland. And okay. to do that, I went to Reykjavik. So that's four years from 16 to 20 sort of junior college, I don't know what to call it, just a step before uni really, but yeah, I went to Reykjavik for that for four years and then travelled for a year and then continued in Reykjavik and started studying psychology. And do you work work inside, use that degree at the minute or? Um, yeah, sort of, I oversee, um, I'm head of special education at a school at the moment. Excellent. So yeah I bet that's a really rewarding job well it is yes the kids yeah. obviously are amazing yeah 
No, it sounds it. Sounds it. Um, I'm obviously going to get into to the farm and stuff, but I felt when I had someone from Iceland on, uh, there was a few okay. questions I had to ask. Okay. Um, when we were there, we were proper touristing. We were going to all the tourist bits and and all the like, going uh, snowmobiling on the glacier, going on the Golden Circle, all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah. one thing we noticed was there was a lot of horses in the fields. Yeah. Um, are they farmed or are they used for the farm or what's the sort of deal there? A bit of both. M- most people who have horses just have them for fun, for, you know, riding right. them. Um, obviously, there are a few horse farms that do, you know, tourist trips, ho- horse rentals, stuff like that, and do trips. Um, but most are just, you know, hobby horses, really. We have a few horses and we just use them, you know, sometimes for gathering. And the whole roundup thing when we gather the sheep in the autumn, that's done by horses because, well, it would be a lot to walk all of that on your two feet. Yeah. And you can't do it by car or, a, you know, any sort of motor vehicle because the landscape is not made for that. Yeah. No, I yeah, that's another thing I'd quite like to get into is that gather. It sounds sounds like a great yeah. time. Um, another thing, I, I'm probably going to sound like such a basic person with these questions. It's probably what someone that's not from Iceland asks everyone from Iceland, but I feel like I had to. Um, I couldn't tell you what year it was, but obviously the, the volcano in Iceland that shut down Europe, I'm not even going to try and say it. It's like Ila Jan Jakur or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was miles off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, is, is that something that is, is there sort of minor uh, eruptions here and there or is it not something, are you just sort of used to it not happening or what? <laughs> well, in Iceland, we have a volcano erupt every few years and Obviously, when it happens, you follow the news and you want to know what's going on because some of our volcanoes can be a real danger to, you know, depending on where the wind blows and what kind of an eruption we have, you know, it it can be dangerous. We have one going on now that started in the spring and, you know, that's not been a threat really, except for the road that is there and something like that, but nothing nothing major really and at first we called it a tourist eruption and I think everyone who can walk a few kilometers has been to see it um, but then we have you know the big ones like Katla and when ha- when Katla erupts that could be really bad right and we're sort of waiting for that one to go up and is that really bad for, for all of Iceland and further or just the sort of the places nearby? It just depends on the eruption. Like Eyjafjallajökull could stop air traffic around Europe. Yeah. And, you know, Katla and Hekla have often, you know, just wiped out farming areas. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know if, if this is the case, but when Iceland is so volcanic, ash is normally quite a good fertiliser. Is the ground good because of that or bad because of it? I guess it depends on the amount. Yeah. Yeah, because if you get too much and it sort of just drowns everything, at least it's not going to be good for a while. But honestly, I don't really know. 
No, no, it's just just thinking to be honest with it. I, yeah. You'll be right though. If it if it gets a sort of sprinkling of ash, that'll probably be quite good. But if yeah. it completely drains and, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, if 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 a volcano spews ash in the spring or in the summer, that's really bad because then all the animals are outside grazing, and you don't want them to eat it. Yeah. So, but yeah, volcanoes should really erupt in the autumn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Just tell them to wait. <laughs> just wait. Yeah. Oh, if only it was that easy. Um, you've mentioned uh, that the, the stock are out in the winter time. Uh, sorry, are in in the winter time, out in the spring and summer. Uh, could you give us a bit of an idea of how the sort of calendar year of sheep production works in Iceland? <clears throat> okay, uh, let's start at the breeding season because that's the beginning of everything. But that's. Yeah. Uh, during the end of the year that's in December around Christmas so the breeding season is then and then we take our rams out and just let them walk among the sheep and they figure out who, who wants them yeah and uh, obviously as you know and then you know January and February quite routine just you know feeding the sheep because they stay inside during winter because well it's Iceland mm, yeah so we feed them during winter and they obviously go out if the weather is good and if they want to go out because usually they just they don't want to go outside I let them out and they run out and they're like oh it's cold let's go back in <laughs> so it doesn't really last so they just prefer to stay inside um and then in March April we shear them again for spring and then landing season starts in May and lasts through May mm -hmm. and as you know it's the busiest time of the year we don't sleep very much we work a lot we're always tired but it's fun it's the best time we'd never miss it and that all of that and then um, as the use have lambs they stay inside for a few days with the lambs just so that we can make sure you know everything is good the lambs are okay all of that and then a few days later they go outside and then they're just out until next winter. So they stay in our grazing areas until early June, July, yeah. And then when the vegetation in the highlands is ready, we drive them up to the highlands. And Iceland is, well, the highlands of Iceland is divided into many avrettur, which is what we call it. And every every municipality, every farming area really has one of those, you know, in the highlands around their area. Yeah, yeah. So difficult to explain it because I don't have any of the words. They're all like old, old Icelandic words. What, so what we would probably call is, is, we would probably call it here as like common marching. It's sort of like, okay. it's like, it's like a shared ground, doesn't it? You, have I got that yeah, right? It's a, yeah. It's shared among all the farmers in our municipality, but sheep from other areas cannot go in there because yep. of disease control. And, you know, sheep are not allowed to roam all of the country. So yep. we have, you know, um, we have natural barriers like big rivers that keep them in our area. And our average is huge. So they have plenty of space and they don't use nearly all of it. And they spend the summers up there, uh, they use with their lambs, and they just do whatever they want and eat whatever they want and stay wherever they want, really. 
So I think they have a wonderful time. And then in September, we go and gather them. And that takes nine days, done by horses. And yeah, it's, it's a big, big area to cover. So, and then we push them all down towards the farming area. And then we have Rehtir, which is when everyone has to find their So that's sort of like a festival. It's the best day of the year. And, you know, our whole family comes and helps and a lot of our friends come and you're just running around trying to figure out who's yours. And the rest of it. Sorry? Sorry, on you go, on you go. No, on you go, you Yeah, the rest of is, um, there is a big circle in the middle where all of the sheep goes. And then each farm has one section on the like the outer circle so we can drag our sheep into there that just sounds like great fun <laughs> it's so much fun but obviously you have to remember not to you know terrorize the sheep don't make them feel scared or anything there are always a few kids who have no idea how to do it and they just run around pulling them which is not how you do it is or do you use do you have to use tags or is, yeah. what's the identification? Yeah. yeah, every every sheep has to be tagged. I think it's required by law. So they have yeah. um, both just um, a number that is just a number within our flock, so that we know, you know, who's who. Although yeah. we don't really need that because my uncle knows them all. By he just knows them all, and knows everything. <laughs> Now. but it's good with the lambs because we haven't seen them since spring so we have no idea who, what they look like so they need the tags for sure and then there is another number that basically tells you the number of the farm the municipality and the county so it's, it's a good system so we we have that it's called cph number which is county parish holding number which sounds like the exact same thing just different yeah. words yeah um uh, so so is is like once once all the sheep are at the right home, is there just a big celebration then? Is that how that works? Yeah. 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 All, all of our people come to our farm and we just eat together, sing and just have a, a great day. Yeah. And no, some of the some of our friends stay the whole weekend and it, it's just yeah, it's the best weekend really. <laughs> it sounds it, it sounds it. Um, yeah. What did you say that area that sort of shared was called? Avritir. Right. Okay. And how how big is it? Have you got an idea of size or I've, just massive? Massive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's right below the the glacier that is in the centre of Iceland, and it goes quite far down. Okay. I could probably like find a picture of where it is. It would be really cool, actually, for like the sort of even for the thumbnail on YouTube, it'd be quite cool. Um, like, you can see this picture here. Uh, no, you can't really. Right. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 it's Iceland. Yeah. It's the red area, and you know people live Jeez. like in the bottom part, like this section here, like one fourth of this area, I guess. Yeah, now you can see it probably. That's bare. Yep, that's bare. That's yeah. mental. That is mental. So it's quite big. I think that's the one, the glacier, just that 
I think that's just south of the glacier that we went onto. I'm just trying to. Is it Lang probably... Cool or something? It's called Lang. No, that's that's the big one. You, nobody goes on that one really. No right, okay. falling strip. So, yeah, yeah. So Got you it. have a rough idea of how big it is. <clears throat> that's crazy. But uh, nine nine days seems impressive now. <laughs> like to, to gather that in nine days seems impressive yeah. now to be honest yeah but it's, it's it's handy that it's like narrow and long so you can just start at the top and then just push them down <laughs> and you we've done it the same way. <laughs> it's been done the same way for centuries so like my great 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 grandparents or my great 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 grandfather because women didn't do this back in the day um he did it the same way as it's done today, most mostly at least. That's brilliant. And do you use yeah. dogs? Or um, there are always a few dogs that go, I think, but I don't know how much they're used. But I'm guessing if they're good at gathering, I guess they're used. I've yeah. never done the gathering myself. I don't like right, riding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hike there a lot, but not during the gathering time. Just a bit too slow for it. When you're hiking yeah. as opposed to the horses. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, so they've been they've been away since uh, well, they've been they've been outside for a while, but they've been sort of away away entirely from you since early July. So when they come back in, is there a big push to sort of get get them dozed and jagged for and vaccinated or what's the sort of crack there? Vaccinated. Yes, I'm conscious the Wi-Fi is not great. Probably just the sort of. Oh, your sound sometimes breaks. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Um, No, when they when they get back, they just go to our grazing area and stay there until we take them in. Right. Okay. Yeah. And are they are they sold nearby? Yes, they just um, the slaughter season takes them to Selfish, which is the nearest town. It's about half an hour away. Okay. And. Yeah, I hate that part. I really don't enjoy that, and I, I'm not home a lot during that because, well, I just don't like it. No, for it's, it's amazing. yeah, yeah, and I think you know it's why it's happening. You know, it's it's the yeah, reason exactly. we're doing. It's for food, but it is it is a tricky part. I think I think we're all it on is. that. Boat, thinking that nobody um, enjoys it. It would be weird no. if you enjoyed sending them away. Then you probably shouldn't be doing this if you have you know yeah. pleasure out of that. Um, yeah. But obviously, it is a part of it all, and yeah, it has to be done with respect. And what we do is just try to give them the best life that we can. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think has got to be the message that we give out because it's true. And and sometimes we're maybe tarred with brushes that that's not the case. But uh, yeah, I think the fact that none of us like it is proof in itself that we're we're doing yeah. it the best we can for the animal once once they're in are, are they in pens or are they just in a large free shed or how does that sort of work um the rams are in pens because we can't have them with the use yeah. you know during winter obviously um but the use are just you know they have big big pens that they can just freely go around and choose where they want to stay um except for the the lambs that are kept we keep them separate because they're smaller so that they can just be with each other yeah yeah but other than that they're just together all of them 
Do you do you pregnancy scan them? So no, we no. don't. But I know many people in Iceland do it. But my uncle has never done it, and he doesn't really see a reason to. Could you could you tell us a little bit about the breed? Well, you know, maybe what they look like, what what they're sort of known for, that sort of thing. Just a little. Well, they are cute. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's well, the Icelandic sheep has been in Iceland since settlement in eight hundred seventy four. So, um, they're European short-tailed sheep, but they've been isolated in Iceland for centuries, for, for a very long time. So they sort of adapt and develop as, you know, yeah, as Icelandic sheep. So they are perfect for Iceland. Um, and importing sheep to Iceland is illegal. And that's because we want to protect our breed. Yeah. And they probably couldn't handle some diseases that are abroad because they've been so sheltered. And well, they are rather small, at least compared to the sheep that I met in Australia. And the wool, the wool is two-layered with like a softer inner layer that keeps them warm and a more rough outer layer that is wind and waterproof. Right. And they have a lot of colors. Like oh, do they? Color. Yeah, yeah. So many, you should Google. Icelandic sheep colours. That, that's like, so, so ignorant of me. I just, I, I've only seen white. <laughs> oh, we have black, brown, grey, and all sorts of mixes of those colours. We try to keep as many, like, we want our sheep house to be colourful. But, yeah. yeah, we don't have every variation, obviously, but we, like, we tried for years to get a brown lamb, like, with getting... Right a ram that could possibly carry those genes and mate him with a, a ewe that could possibly have those genes. But it never worked until a few years ago, and now we have a few. It's the, they're, they're gore, I mean, we don't have Icelandic sheep, but uh, this year I think we had three brown lambs. Um, they're, just, they're just cute because they're different, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, it's but, fun to have, you know, variety. Yeah. How, how many sheep have you got then? We have 200 and something winter fed because, um, yeah, we used to have more, but we're sort of trying to make it a little smaller. But we have um, a mixed farm, so we have cows as well. And, um, yeah, about 250 winter fed ewes, I right. think, that lamb. And then a few lambs every year, but around that number which is very average for Iceland. Like right, the biggest okay. farm in Iceland is so much smaller than the biggest farms abroad. Yeah, and, and I think with that comes, a lack of intensity comes sometimes an increase yeah. in quality, you know. Um, you, you mentioned, and it's, it's, you almost sort of jumped ahead of my questions. It was my next <laughs> question was, uh, is there any other breeds of sheep? But there's obviously not. Has that, has that been illegal no. for a long time? Or? Yes. I don't know for how long, but yeah, it's, that's, so that's yes. how it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you said sort of the reason for that is the obvious reason is, is keep the sort of breed as it is and also diseases might come in and sort of wipe out the population. But is, is yeah. there any diseases that, that you guys are 
working against constantly or well there is the the reva which i'm not sure how to say in english but it's a sort of neuro disease that you know hits your brain and spine just the neurons and okay. um we've had a few outbreaks of that in different parts of the country in the past right. and that's why the whole country is divided into sections that sheep can't go between yeah. because if 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 this disease is diagnosed at a farm they cut all the sheep yeah. which is everyone's okay. biggest nightmare obviously will be awful um but at least then it would be isolated to that section and it wouldn't spread around the country yeah yeah so that's I'm just here. I'm just wondering from your description if it's like an ovine spongiform encephalopathy, which is like we had a bad one in cattle before, but I'm just guessing. It'd be quite interesting if you could message me after just so I could have a look to see what the sort of yeah. it's called scrapey. All right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Very interesting. Um so you've you've uh, you obviously been on the farm sort of living between the farm and uh, and, and your sort of nine-to-five job there, Paulina. You started posting posting pictures on Instagram. How long ago did that begin? Or was it maybe you didn't begin on Instagram? I don't actually know. Um, no, it was Instagram. I think it was five years ago. Okay. Something like that. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, well, what are you sitting at? Is it 77,000 followers or something like that? Something around that, yeah. Did you More than expect- I expected. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I no, I never, never. No. It's a pleasant surprise that people like sheep. I think we, like, I mean, you, you've it just, just looking at it. I mean, I'm on it at the minute, just scrolling through. It's, it's the stuff that folk love to see. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff I get most engagement on is cuddling a lamb or whatever, and <laughs> it's uh, yeah just nice to see isn't it people um, like to see a connection between an animal that is usually it's not usually a pet you know it's not a dog or a cat it's a sheep and to see a connection between you know a farm animal and people i think that's something that people um like and people yeah. like sheep are not represented enough so you know people don't know enough about sheep <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it's good, and it, you know, we've seen, we've seen all. Uh, certainly over here, we see lots of different pictures of you know the breeds we have here, blackies and stuff like that. But there's there's very few pages out there that are dedicated almost exclusively to one breed, um, yeah. and you've certainly done that. And it, it's a breed that some people will be aware of, but a lot of us aren't. Uh, and it, it's interesting just to see the sort of cycle, the calendar. And, and how that sort of works. When when you started posting it, did you expect it to be not not as big a no as you said, but did you expect it to be as as common that you'd be posting this sort of stuff, or did you just do it for a laugh at first and then see what came of it? Um. Well, I had this idea that I should maybe make you know a separate account because I was, you know, I had my own Instagram like most people do, and. I kept posting a lot of sheep content and I was like, maybe my friends don't enjoy this, but maybe someone else will. And yeah. so I made a separate account after having my friend telling me, just do it, just do it. 
it's, it's okay, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? So I made it. And ironically, I think most of my friends follow it anyway. Yeah. And it just, you know, it started growing and it kept growing, which was nice. And then I realized that, you know, for many people who have no idea what farming in Iceland is like, I am their only source of that information. I'm, I'm their window into that life. And I quite like that. And yeah. I like sharing this with people who have very different lives, you know, in other places, you know, around the world. And if you if you have time to scroll all the way back, which you probably don't, um, <laughs> you, you can see that, you know, my content has, you know, gotten a lot better. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. It also, you know, now I have so many pictures of my sheep and that's fun too for me to have, you know, in the future. And I think, well, my friend once said to me, because we are, we're always hearing about this, you know, this, you know, that social media is fake. Everyone is just showing their best side and everyone is, you know, photoshopping their pimples away or something. <laughs> um, and my friend said, you know, most people, they sort of upgrade their life through social media, but you actually do the opposite. You downgrade it. You're just, you know, covered in shit and slime and you're pussy back. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, you know, the stories that I tell, it's just reality. And I like sharing that. Real is more interesting than that. Yeah, well, and I could, I could, I could post exclusively, you know, cute lamb faces and me cuddling them, but that's not all there is. There is a lot more. There is heartbreaks when your favorite lamb steps when you arrive in the morning, and when your pet lamb gets sick out of nowhere and it dies, and it's your number one Instagram sheep, and the, the lamb has fans around the world and just everyone yeah. is devastated you know sharing those moments as heartbreaking and difficult it can be that's rewarding too yeah because it's yeah it's nice to share the good and the bad and be yeah. able to talk about how difficult the slaughter season is because i want to talk about it i don't want to shut up about it and just hide it away and there's there's so many like slaughter is a tough thing to talk about there's you know and, and there's a lot of people who are vegan and vegetarian and I completely understand why if it's yeah. that reason. I, I totally get it I've never argued against it um, no. but if, if someone asks you to defend it it's very hard if you just purely try and defend that part um, yeah. but the, the, the reason we're farming the reason you're, you're on a farm the reason you're posting about farming the reason I'm doing this podcast about farming the reason all far farming happens is to feed people and yeah. the 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 really good result of protein on people's table the world over has that one dark truth about animals has to yeah. be slaughtered for that um but as you said earlier you put it really well we give we get give them as good a life for that that period yeah. as we possibly can um as you said up on up on the hill i'll probably say the word wrong but uh up on the hill and, and living living their best life and we don't even know what they're doing they're just you know um it's as natural as it can be if that makes sense yeah and you know what i always say to defend it i guess is that 
people eat meat. We're still there. And I have no idea what happens in the future, but today people eat meat. And this is a hot topic, you know, from, you know, absolutely eating exclusively meat and hating vegans to, you know, being very vegan and telling everyone about it and hating everyone who's not, or, you know, there's the polar opposite. And then there's a lot of people around the middle who can have a conversation, but these two can't, they can't do that, I think. And what I say is that, yeah, people eat meat today. And regardless of what happens later, um, while people eat meat, there has to be an option to eat meat that is raised the way that we do. And factory farming is terrible. And I'm, I'm on the vegan side on that thing. That has to be stopped. And yep. we uh, collectively, we probably need to eat a lot less meat than we do the average yep. person. But uh, that's, that's a fact. And we have to adapt with everything that is happening in the world and reducing meat consumption, that's a part of that. But for us who eat meat, we have to choose what kind of meat we eat. Because as a consumer, every choice that I make stands for something. Mm-hmm. And if I just close my eyes and go to the nearest shop and get whatever there is, that's not how we want to live. Yeah. And At least that's not how we should. Yeah, I, I, I think you've put that really well. Um, yeah, it's, we're eating meat at the minute. And yeah, it's got, we've got to be, if, if that meat market's there, we want to give, make it as good as it possibly can be. And yeah. maybe in the future, and we the, won't be there, there is a lot of ugliness in the meat market and that industry. And being from Iceland, where, you know, farms are family-sized in most cases, at least with sheep farming and, and milk production, you know, that's a reality that I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But for, for many, you know, what you get at the shop comes from something like that. And, you know, when I'm abroad, I don't want to support that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just don't eat meat when I'm abroad because I don't want to support factory farming. Yeah. that's a disgusting thing and, and I mean yeah. you've mentioned a lot of countries you've been in that that's commonplace Australian definitely US you know that sort of thing um, yeah so yeah yeah it's 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 a I think that the, the argument for meat and animal products for that fact is if, if you look where your sheep are you can't yeah. put wheat there you can't put barley there no. you can't Exactly. Like when you live in Iceland, you have to, you can't take research from factory farms in America and apply that to the reality we live here because that's just not accurate. That's not science. If you want to back up your opinions up with data or statistics or anything, it has to be from something that is similar or the same. And I, I would love to do a big research on how Icelanders should eat and taking everything into an account. And also if you farm where I live and somewhere else in the country, it's probably going to be a bit different because of you know how, how far the sheep are driven or how good the, the land is for them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, quite like that. I forgot what I was going to say. We're just talking about the, the fact that it's... Yeah. You know, the hills in Iceland yeah. are different. Yeah. And, and when you're comparing, like, eating a, a kilo of meat compared to, like, eating a kilo of beans, when you live in Iceland, you have to take into account, like, where do the beans come from? And yeah. I, 
I would love to know if it's actually better for the world if I eat stuff that is made in China and shipped all the way to Iceland or if I eat a sheep that is raised in my garden. You know, exactly. or my sheep. Like, I, I doubt that it's going to be better for the world if I eat something from China. And plus, you don't even know how that's made. You have no idea if human rights are, you know, violated or not, or if they're using some substances that I don't want in my body, but I know exactly what the sheep ate. I know exactly where it went and how it lived. Well, well just on that, what, what are the, the sheep being fed? Obviously, when they're outside, it's, just, it's essentially just fauna, whatever's there, whatever's on the hill. Yeah. But when they're inside, is it, is it silage and concentrate based or what are they? Um, it's just hay from our fields that we cut during the summer and put in bales. So it's, it's purely the hay and, and water yeah. is brought. And they get a little supplement during a breeding season and lamping season, um, which is minerals and vitamins. Sort of yeah. Candy things. Almost everything is produced in Iceland, even the feed yeah. that was in them. Yeah, so there, there's no discussion on that. You know, no. it's clearly on that on that side of it. Just just out of interest, um, this isn't me asking your specific diet, but is there quite a lot of seafood consumed in Iceland as well? I take it because when I was there, I felt like seafood was pretty dominant in restaurants. Um, um, well, Icelanders eat more chicken, I think, than they do eat sheep. And okay, and I have a very inaccurate image of what people eat I think because most of the meat that I eat is from our farm so it's sure. cheap yeah. um, I rarely buy meat and during autumn we just make enough but we don't have to buy any Yeah. so but I think um, a lot of people here have stopped eating meat that's obvious right. um, there is a lot of vegan options everywhere but I think young people eat a lot of chicken if they eat meat and you know beef yeah. But less, I mean, less sheep on the ship. Like, if you're choosing meat, I think, well, I think we could market the lamb more better. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really it's, know much about this. Is, is there, as this kind of goes slightly off topic, and, and you might not know the answer, Epelina, but is there, is there a lot of chickens reared in Iceland or are they brought in? What chicken? Yeah. Um, I think they're most mostly, you know, grown in Iceland, raised in Iceland. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um no, it's just, uh, just you can't well um it's not legal to import all meat. There are some restrictions like fresh meat. Um you can import frozen chicken, I know. And there is some of that. But I yeah. So, so when you said it was illegal to import sheep, I, I just assumed you meant live animals for breeding. Yes, I, I did, I did. But we also have restrictions regarding um, importing a, a meat. Oh wow! That's, because, that's, that... like, if you have fresh meat imported, that can also carry stuff. Yeah, um, Iceland's and that's not EU. EU, no. No, is it? But part we're of... in Schengen, and some of something else EEA right. EEA that's it economic yeah. area one yeah yeah I think we're in that or AAS one of them <laughs> I don't know yeah. what we're in anymore uh, 
in Britain. I don't know what we're left with these days, to be honest. I don't know. I'm not up on all that stuff, to be honest. <laughs> oh I don't know. Yes, we are in the EEA. Right. Whatever that means. It's the economic area. Uh, okay. Yeah, similar benefits to you, but I don't know. I mean, that's going into a tangent that none of us really know what we're talking about. So <laughs> probably no. like that one. Um, it's, it's been really good to chat. Uh, it's, it's been interesting, sort of, uh, a, a page that I've followed on and off for some time, actually, uh, talking to the, the person behind it. So it's been really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, two things... <laughs> Two things I, I finish every podcast with is, um, first off, where do you see yourself in five years? And second off, if you had any tips for folk coming into farming, what would they be? Um, five years. Um, that's a good question. I don't have a five-year plan. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we will have a kid. I don't know. Maybe. Very exciting. Um, Lovely. A little little farming kid. <laughs> um, hopefully COVID will be over. Oh, don't even see it. Surely. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll be vaccinated like 16 times or something. <laughs> uh, I'm getting another shot tomorrow. Oh, are you? Is that your second one? Is it? Is that... Well, I got the Janssen and we were only supposed to have one of that, but Turns ah. out they want to give us a little boost, so we're getting that tomorrow. So, well, I mean, I, I was I'm so scared of needles. I fainted and was sick three times before my second jag. So, yeah, I hate needles, but I got so sick after the first shot that I'm just worried about how tomorrow evening will be. It will be <laughs> if, if it will be any, anything like it was, I'll be miserable. But yeah, it's better than getting COVID or, or yeah. getting COVID badly. So. I'm happy to do it. And getting into farming, um, think of the animals first. Yeah. Um, just yeah. remember, you know, it's not just something that is your job, but it's a living being with everything that comes with being alive. Yeah. And get to know them because, you know, all the work that comes with farming can be exhausting and this is not a way to get rich, obviously. Um, but if if you get to know the animals, I think you will enjoy it even more. Very good points. Very good. Pick points. a few favorites and let them live for as long as they can. Yeah. Okay. And just keep them. Just, you know, have a few ones that are just you know VIP sheep. See, I I would struggle with that. Oh, you've got maybe three or four that that come under that. We've got about 630-ish breeding cows, and uh, there's there's maybe three or four that come under that, and one was my partner's. She was called Emily, and uh, the sheep, not my partner. Um, <laughs> and she had, she had 17 lambs over, like, five years, and uh, she was just, like, a queen. Like, she told us what to do. We didn't tell her what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she died, man, it was so hard. Like, it was... Yeah. I felt, I felt terrible. I think we put her in lamb one too many times, and yeah, it was just. It, I think it makes it harder. Them. It's a real, it's, it's a real grief that many people don't understand. Like when you break down when you, when your sheep dies, it's it's something that not many people can relate to. But people can relate yeah. if you, you know, talk about dogs. Yeah. 
Um, my oldest is 13 now and she just went blind, but I just, I hope she has a few more yeah. months or year in her. Um, yeah, but they just, they give so much joy. It's so much fun to be around them. They are, they are. I agree. I totally agree. And once you get really friendly with them, they get really confident and try and knock you over. Um, yeah. At least yours are maybe a bit smaller. They're more going for the knees as opposed to just sticking yeah. out. <laughs> they just demand attention. I have one that is two years old and she's deaf. So, you know, and it, if you ignore her for a little bit, she's just scratching you nonstop <laughs> until you give her all the attention. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Well, um, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me. No, not at all. It was a pleasure. And for those of you listening, uh, this was actually supposed to be filmed in a couple of days, but uh, Lena was so excited. Uh, we're yeah, done I it couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, check out Farm Life Iceland on Instagram uh, if you want to follow Polina and you somehow don't. Uh, and thank you all for listening. And hopefully we'll keep in touch, William. Yes, let's do that. that.